Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome back to another Losing Chelsea episode here on the Talking Blues podcast, episode 29. Specifically, I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. Peter will join us in a little bit for what we've been, I feel like, promoting for a while now is the uh, Chelsea mid-season player grades, and we'll go into that right now. Happy New Year. It's now 2021, um, and Chelsea started off with a poor performance in 2021, just like they've been doing for these past few games, uh, this one comes in a 3-1 loss to Manchester City, and they just looked like a better club. They were playing very good football, and I just can't deny it. I think there was nothing we could do, uh, and there was nothing we did to win us this game. And it was poor, poor performances by our players, good performances by their players. Um, Kevin DeBorn, you can't expect anything more. Uh, I mean, Phil Foden got a goal as well, and I think Gundogan, uh, or, or who got one? Gundogan got one, yeah. Okay, so there were three goals by Manchester City. Callum Hudson-Odoi with the 90-plus minute whatever scoring the goal. That really didn't matter. Came on as a sub. Uh, a few players got yellow card. It was just such a bad game. Um, so, Alex, I mean, your thoughts on it, I that's really mine. Like I, It's a minute worthy of thoughts, and it's just that Chelsea poorly performed. Yeah, I mean, there was a ton of problems with this game, clearly, right? We were outclassed by a better team, a better set-up team, a better managed team. In general, we were just completely off our, you know, off our game, and they were completely on their game. Um, And it was really a struggle, you know, right after, I mean, right after that first goal, it just all fell apart for Chelsea, and we could not get anything going. Ben Chilwell looked like, you know fraction of the player he you know has been this season we see his defensive weakness um when he's getting pushed back and pinned back by some of these better teams with uh Sterling um, Bernardo Silva some of these more elite wingers who are pushing him back and I, I that was really something that was disappointing for me he's been really solid this season as he didn't look super you know hot either and it's it's kind of upsetting to see you know one of our great players. Yes, he's not playing bad. It's just not at the same level he used to be. Um, it's just kind of sad when you see a player slightly regressing um, a little bit, at least in my point of view. And I guess when you're bringing on the subs, for me, I know you know you know you're not going to win the game at that point. You're three nil down against a team that is rocking and rolling. Um, but you don't bring on Olivier Giroud um, as your first sub. You know, not exactly the decision from Frank Lampard that I would have expected. He had all the players warming up at halftime. Even Keppo was warming up at halftime. What's he going to do? Is he going to come in and play at striker? Probably better than Timo Werner. But it's just like, it, it's, it was disappointing, right? Frank Lampard's under some pressure now. And it's just not not going to be good. And we got to turn it around. I know this weekend it's an easy, well... I'm not going to say easy because, well, you know, nothing's easy for us. At nothing's the easy. Yeah, but go, but going, you know, into the weekend, a team that we 
should definitely beat by quite a few goals. Hopefully it gets us some confidence. Hopefully we can get some players who are in there struggling, scoring some goals, um, and that would really be helpful. Yeah, but if Frank Lampard's holding on to his job by the skin of his teeth right now, we know Roman Abramovich does not like waiting around and tr- waiting and being patient with coaches. Frank Lampard is a little bit different. He's a club legend. I don't want to see him go. I hope he progresses. I hope he gets better. But right now, it's just not good enough. We're only three points above Arsenal, and that really should tell you enough about how bad we're doing at the moment. Yeah, and I think I, I'm i sorry if I you know, pronounced this team incorrectly, but Morecambe, Morecambe FC we're playing, uh, whatever, Morecambe, whatever it is. They play in the fourth tier of English football in League Two, and I just looked up the table. They're seventh in the table, and the top, uh, the top club, I mean, Alex, you can tell me, I'm sure you might know them, um, but no, I'm not, I'm not aware of uh, Newport County. Um, so you tell me if you, if you, uh, you know, know some players off of that team. Yeah. You're shaking your head at me right now. So you definitely don't either. Um, we have to win. The team has to get some, some players, some rest. That's why we have hopefully this time off this week, this whole week, no premier league games. And then we come right back and play uh, a good team as in Fulham, um, after this game on Sunday. So we'll be able to get some, we'll have a later episode this week, kind of, giving a preview to that game on Sunday and maybe we tie in the Fulham game as well, because I feel like that's right after uh, on what is that on Thursday, Friday, Friday, it's on Friday. It's on Friday. So I don't know, we'll probably do another episode after that. I thought it was like closer, like on the, on the Tuesday again, um, but it is not uh, Chelsea player ratings because we still have to do it. Even in a loss, I'll just give it to Callum Hudson Odoi. I know it's not the, best thing to give it to someone off the bench but he got the goal and he looked good off the bench so that's why I'm giving it to him and I mean I have to give it I have to give one to Manchester City you cannot deny how good Kevin De Bruyne looked in this game Kevin De Bruyne looks so good I think uh, most sources gave him an eight or nine uh, in their player ratings out of 10 which is just a wonderful performance Uh, and you know he's had a wonderful career too I, I wouldn't say he's an overrated player whatsoever um, you know, Alex might think differently. I don't know. We'll hear what he says in his player of the match, but that's who mine are. And yeah, you have to mention how good this team was and especially Kevin De Bruyne specifically. Yeah, there's been a lot of discussion by, you know, Manchester fans, obviously Bruno and Kevin De Bruyne. Are, there's there's all sorts of competition. I think KDB is the better player personally. I really don't like Bruno, but he I do have to admit he's been really good this season. I just hate how much Manchester United fans talk about him. It pisses me off. But he's a good player, and he's not just penalties, so it's it's very sad. But, um, yeah, Kev- KDB, brilliant performance. On the Chelsea side of things, I can't even bring myself to give a man of the match. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult. I, I got to go, I guess, Callum Hudson-Odoi. I mean, he was the only reasonably good performance. Um, coming off the bench, obviously scored the goal. So, yeah, I'll go with him. But really, no one really deserved a man of the match after that performance. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it, there's really nothing that we could give to Chelsea players. No praise whatsoever. Um, they've now dropped three out of their last five, I think, and now sit in ninth place in the table with 26 points. Uh, they are tied with Aston Villa in points and West Ham in points. Uh, Chelsea are 11th in the goal differential, and Aston Villa is 13 there. Um, so that's how that works out in the Premier League table. Um, stats: Chelsea one possession, 55 to 45 shots on goal. We're in 18 to nine. Uh, Manchester City led that, six to two in shots on goal. Fouls: Chelsea had a few yellow cards in this game. They led that, 11 to 10. Like I said, three yellow cards uh, exactly. Two offsides for Chelsea, five three corners. Chelsea and saves three one because Mendy had more shots on goal. Makes sense. Most of the most of the goals weren't his fault. Um, you know, there was the one where came out a little too far, and we were just you know hoping for a defensive stop. We you know we kept them from shooting, and then the, just the pat. It was just a whole a really bad thing. They were really going to counter attack. What are you going to do? Um, so one thing I do want to go to right now though is Giroud um, has revealed that he's staying with Chelsea. Uh, you know, the, the, he's retiring, you know, soon, we don't know how soon, but he even said it my career in the short term, he sees at Chelsea for right now. 
Um, and he's going to stay for another year. He's going to be coming to the end of his contract with Chelsea in June. Even if we have the option of another year, we'll go over things at the end of the year. But once again, I have the ambition of winning something with Chelsea this season because I have a lot of hope due to the quality of the squad. So very good news. Um, and hopefully he just keeps on staying at Chelsea until the end. It seems like it. He seems like he wants to be here. He's getting the starting minutes from Frank most of the time. And um, that's that's the news with Olivier Giroud. Alex, anything on that? I mean, it's just good that he's staying um, for everyone, even if he's not playing his atmosphere, his, um, you know, mentality in the dressing room. It just is going to be good to have at this football club. Um, And I'm glad he's staying. He can leave in the summer. Hopefully he doesn't, maybe stays around for another year. Who knows? We'll we'll wait for that. Um, You know, not really a conversation we're worried about right now. Hopefully he can help turn this team around. Um, But yeah. Drew staying, even though there was interest from Juventus, I believe even. So that was, uh, you know, definitely a place where he could win something. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm glad he's staying and, you know, he's definitely not one of the players who's, you know, struggling at the moment. He's really on good form. Um, so I'm glad that he's staying. Uh, something I should mention from last episode is Peter was very negative about Chelsea playing this game against Manchester City. Luckily, they did play um, due to coronavirus, but something we do have to address on this podcast, the Prem season is going to continue, even though London now goes into their third COVID lockdown period. Um, very troubling news. Hopefully, we don't have another restart period uh, where we shut down Premier League and then play again in a few months. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but there is a surge in COVID cases in London itself, in England, uh, but but more London and and a lot of players and staff now testing positive in the Premier League. Once again, they were able to control it. Now it's coming back. So it's very, uh, very poor news uh, coming from there. But luckily, the season will continue. Um, you know, we'll get you more news every episode on that. We'll see what happens. I've asked this question to Alex before. We're going to ask it once again. Chelsea players are struggling. Again, we asked this a few episodes ago. They're still struggling. Frank Lampard is the man that people are blaming. Do we sack him, Alex? What do we do? I asked you the question once again. What do we do, this Chelsea team, to get better and get back into our winning ways? We have to have an identity. We have to have a plan. We don't have either of those at the moment. The players that are off form need to get in form. We need... It's really confidence at the end of the day. Frank Lampard needs to be a better manager. Our players need to be better players. It's really simple, actually. It's just it's it's the execution that we're failing at. And I think you gotta bring in people who are performing well. You see Callum Hudson Adoy playing well. He should be starting. Timo Werner has to sit on the bench then. Kai Havertz, he's been sitting on the bench. You gotta you gotta play our best team at the moment. Who's not not the best team in the future? I mean, at least for now, um, when you're trying to get into the top eight of the table, I mean, it's ridiculous. We need to get in there. And some of the players who have been on continued form and been showing up for us are these players that showed up for us last season. The young players from the academy who Frank has entrusted um, with the load from last season and is starting to trust them again now, and more recently, even after bringing in the big signings. You've you've got to you've got to keep going. And Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech, he wasn't really tracking back at the weekend either. That's something worrying. Yes, he's a little bit injured, so I don't blame him. He was kind of rushed back for this game. You know, more quality, more more uh more drive, and I think that's just the main thing. Do we sack Frank? I don't think we do anytime soon. I think if we lose to Fulham, then that's a different story. I think if we lose to Fulham or we lose at the weekend to Morikambi, whatever their name is, if we lose to them, not that that really matters, it's FA Cup, but like if we lose to them, it's just, you know, if we lose to Fulham, any of these teams that we should be beating, it's not going to be good for Frank. And, you know, I think they're going to give him more time than they usually do for a manager at Chelsea. Um, but yeah, I, I he's he's definitely in hot water. And he needs to get out. He needs to get in the freezer so he can cool off here because otherwise it's not going to be good for Frank Lampard and this team. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's no passion, there's no vision, there's no aggression, and it's just I I I just I'm not seeing anything good on the pitch. So it's not something that's funny, but it's it's something that needs to be improved. It's just like funny how bad that they're looking on the pitch. There's there isn't any passion. I I I I'm done. We're gonna go <laughs> to our mid season player grades. Uh, Peter will join us for that. So you know, look forward to it and. Alex is feeling better now. He wasn't feeling so good last time we recorded. So uh, congrats, Alex. You're feeling better a week later, basically. So, um, yeah, good job. We're going to the midseason player grades right now. All right, we are back now. Both Peter and Alex are joining me for the midseason player grades. Here we go. We'll start it off with the goalkeepers. First of all, um, Caballero, um, he had one appearance, gave up three goals, so he's awful. Um, all right, I should actually explain this first. All right, so we're gonna have instead of like a grades, like a you know, A, B, C, or D, we have tiers um, a great tier, above expected, average, below expectations, and awful tiers. Um, so each player will go in there and we'll let you know who. Um, you know, we all have at the end of this. I think we'll both basically agree on all of them, but we'll see. Um, so for me, I'm going to have Caballero in the awful section to start this off. Uh, for me, I mean, I want to say, I, I mean, I'd say awful, but I mean, to be fair, he has only had one appearance. So I kind of want to say below expectations, but then again, it's three goals against a team like West Brom. So I think I just have to go with awful because giving up three against the West Brom is not good. Yeah, for me, I kind of agree with you, Peter, in terms of like he had one appearance. So I'm going to go with below expectations. Um, Yeah, that's the tier I'm going to put Cab in. Um, Cab, I guess that's his nickname now. Um, So yeah, that that's where I'm going to go with him. Um, I guess the next goalkeeper on the list, right, isn't it Keppa? Um, I mean... There's only one place for Kappa. There's only one place for Kappa, and it's in the awful. Is there is there a tier below awful because that might be a better place for him. But yeah, awful is uh where it is. I agree. I completely agree with you, Alex. Is there a tier below awful? I I mean, we might have to create one literally just for Kappa, just a Kappa tier, literally just a Kappa tier. Him alone, he is worse than any other player on the roster. Maybe not technical ability, but the way he played in his appearances was garbage. The way he lost us games. Ugh, thank God we have Mendy now. Keppa's in the Keppa tier below awful or in the awful tier. Uh, Mendy, I think, has actually been pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say great because in most of the games where he've, where he's had a clean sheet, um, they've been more defensive games where he really has gotten maybe one or two shots on goal that have been easy saves. But in 13 appearances, he's had 23 saves. He's allowed 12 goals. So that's because when he allows goals, most of the time he allows a good amount of goals. Um, not all his fault. But I'm going to go with above expected. I think he was definitely above expected. But above expectations or above expected, whatever. He's, he was above. He's above the average. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Josh. I I was going to, you know, in the beginning, if you asked me four weeks ago, I would have probably said great. Um, but now, yeah, I'm going to go above expected. He's been solid, um, better than I thought he would be. But yeah, definitely above expected for me. I mean, I kind of want I think I'm, I kind of want to say great because, I mean, he single-handedly kept us in so many games with his saves. And I agree with, with what Josh said, though, saying... Well, he, where he didn't have, in most of the clean sheets, he didn't have to make that many saves. But in the big games, especially, uh, he's made a bunch of really good saves, really big saves to keep us in games, keep us in the lead. And I mean, without him, if we still had Kepa, I mean, we'd be we'd be probably even below Arsenal. And I mean, I will, he definitely is above expected, and I can like see why you would put him there. But I think especially considering how much money we paid for him uh, like compared to Kepa and his play compared to other goalkeepers I think I think he definitely is great. Uh Antonio Rudiger, he didn't have that many appearances. He's had like two this season. I'm going to go I think he's been average. He's been okay. He hasn't been as bad as we projected uh in the beginning before the season started. So I'm going average. 
I mean, yeah, I think he's pretty much like the definition of average. Made a few appearances, didn't do anything special, kind of just played well, didn't give up anything, any really bad goals, but didn't do anything out of the like out of like what any other center back would do. So yeah, average is a good place for him. Yeah, I'm gonna go average also. I mean, he's played a few games in the Champions League, but not much. Um, and he's been solid in there coming in and doing his role. Um, and I think that, you know, he, he's been solid, but nothing special. Like you guys mentioned, I'm not going to ramble on about him. Um, but yeah, I'm going to put him in the average tier. So we'll go on to our next player. That is going to be Marcus Alonso. And um, yeah, below, expect- uh, below expectations, I could debate putting him in awful, but I'm going to be nice, and we'll go below expectations, 100%. Um, I'm pretty 50-50 on this one, I think, but I think I'm going to go below expectations because when he's played, I think he has been awful. And But, I mean, he's also not... I don't think Frank playing him at left back is... That's not really on on Alonso because he's not he's not a he's not a good left back. He's a good left wing back. But playing him at left back isn't a good decision and I feel like that could be kind of the reason for some of his performances. So I think I, he's definitely when he played he did play awful. But I mean I don't think he was played at the right position. So I think considering that I'm gonna put him at below expectations. I'm gonna go awful. He's been awful whenever he's played left wing back, left back Anywhere he's played this season, I think he's been awful. And you can only do the best you can at your position wherever you're put by the manager. And I think he's just not he's not he's he's not he's not physical enough for the Premier League, um, or athletic enough, I think. And he you know, he he was good under Antonio Conte in that, you know, title winning season and the year after or so. But, you know, now he's slightly fallen off and I don't think he's he's like third choice now, even behind Emerson, so yeah, I'm going to go with awful for him, but yeah, not good for him at all. Andreas Christensen, for me, I, I think he actually played pretty well um, so far. I would have to... Oh, wait, but he did have the tackle uh, in the Liverpool game, so that's going to put him down to average for me. I'll go average for Christensen. I don't, underst- I don't understand why you're putting him in average. He is awful. Every time he has played, he has never done anything good. He's done... At best, he's average. At best... But considering how he's played, I never want him on the field again. He is so bad. He was 100% awful. He is worse than Alonso, even though I do think Alonso is kind of at the same level as him. So I could put him at below expectations, but no, he's just been awful. He's, I wouldn't say he's one of the, he's him and Kepa are probably the two reasons why we got, we lost to Liverpool, obviously towards the beginning of the season. And I mean, every time he's played, he's, He's made mistakes, obviously, recently. Him getting fouled and just laying on the ground as 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 the other team scores. Just terrible, awful, awful for me. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm going to go below expectations for him. I, I don't know. He's not been good. Peter's right. I mean, flopping on the floor. Yes, he was down. Maybe he was injured. But come on, get your get yourself up there and, you know, get back in defense. He's been below expectations. I've always liked him as a player, but this season um, and even last season, you've kind of seen some not so good stuff from him um, recently. Now, the man I really want to get to, Tiago Silva, has been great. Um, There's no denying that, and that's all I have to say. I mean, yeah, I don't think any of us are going to debate that. I don't think any of us can say otherwise. I mean... Even though recently our defense has kind of been shaky, I'd say he's. Bef- we had a great run of form with a bunch of clean sheets, partly on Mendy, but definitely him coming in, being a leader. Obviously, he's scoring some goals too. He's just come in and he's played amazing, and I don't think there's any way you can dispute him not being in the great tier. Yeah, uh, you know, for me, it's difficult. He's been good. He's been great. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go great. I don't know why I'm doubting myself. Yeah, I'm going to go great for Thiago Silva, the leader of this team. You know, captain when Aspi isn't in or Jorginho isn't in. So neither of them have really been in. So yeah, he's pretty much the, the head man at the back there. And he's been solid 
for his age, for his fee, which was nothing um, besides his wages, obviously. He's been great and uh, excited to see what he can do for the rest of the season. For Hatsumori, we saw last season a lot more than this season. He's only had one appearance, and I think he played fine. So I'm going to go with average. Let's see if Peter rages about this one, too. Uh, I mean, to be completely honest, I don't remember him playing. Don't remember when he ever started. I'm glad he got a start, but I don't remember it. So I'd have to say average because I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't remember watching him or hearing about him play at all. I mean, I kind of agree with you. I do think he came on as a sub um, when I feel I feel like someone got injured um, in the Champions League game. I want to say I don't even. Remember. He's had one appearance and one sub. So yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, um, he's been average. I mean, you can't put him below expectations when he plays, what, nothing. So, um, you know, there's been rumors about him going out on loan in January. We'll see if that happens. Obviously, we'll keep you updated. But, yeah, he's been average. Um, nothing more to say. This one I've had to think about, but I think I'm going to put him in great as well. And it's going to be Kurt Zuma. Um, I, I was going to debate doing above expectations, <clears throat> But I feel like if we're going to put Silva there, and we have to put Zuma there because they've been just really good at the back. Struggling recently, but really good at the back most most of the time. And so far, obviously, this season in our mid-season uh, player grades here. I mean, I don't know why you're even questioning putting him in above expected. I mean, I'd say going into the season for me, I think I had Zuma's expectations on the level of Christensen where it looked like he had potential to be good, but he really has some things that he needs to fix and some things, some like obvious flaws. And I mean, this season he's played great. He's played really amazing. I think Tiago Silva coming in has really, really helped him as a player. And I mean, going forward too, not even defensively, he's obviously towards the top of our goal scoring list. He's very, very dangerous on the set pieces. We always have, we always look for him when we have a corner or free kick for to put in a goal. And I mean, I think considering how well he's played defensively and then adding on top of that uh, how well he's played uh, going forward, I think he has to be in great. So, Peter, I do have a doubt here um, for Kurt Zuma. I think he's been solid. He scored goals for us, very important goals from corners, like you mentioned. He's been solid defensively, but I think you got to give more of that credit to Thiago Silva, who's been obviously helping him out a lot. But there's still some mistakes here and there that you see in his game. I, I didn't think he's definitely above my expectations, quite a bit above my expectations, but he's been solid, but I wouldn't say he's been great. I think great is a little bit too high of a tier for him, just in my opinion. All right. Peter will be able to respond uh, when he, when we talk about this next player, Ben Chilwell um, has played really good in the beginning, kind of bad towards uh, this point where we're at right now in the new year. And I think I'm going to go with above expected. I think he still has played well for, you know, when he's come in. And I think it, mm, I think he was never in great. So I'm just, just above expected. That's where I have been chill. Well, well, first I just want to comment uh, on the previous thing. You said Zuma, you saw errors from Zuma. Yes, you did see errors from Zuma, but you also saw errors from Tiago Silva too. It's not like it was only him. So, I mean, just saying that if you kind of what like Josh said about it, if you're putting Tiago Silva in, you have to put Zuma there. But you, you put him in above expected. So moving on, Ben Chilwell. I'd say if you asked me maybe like three, four games ago, I'd say he wasn't great. He was probably one of him and Reese James, some of our most best players going forward. Uh, and I mean, he's but. As of late, I mean, I'm sure picking up a, a few injuries hasn't helped him at all. But I'm and I, but I definitely think he's been above my expectations coming in. I, I I thought the price tag for him was way too much. But I mean, when he plays at his best, I think that price tag is completely worth it because he he's always getting into dangerous positions. Sometimes looks like he could score. Uh, always whipping balls into the box that are always pretty much always great. Always given opportunity to score. So I think. He's played a bit shaky as of late, but I mean, he's close to being great for me, but I don't think I can put him there. I think I have to put him in above expected. Yeah, I mean, his price tag was high. Did his price tag warrant? Was it above expected? Was it below expectations based on his price tag? It was above expected. It wasn't great because he is definitely weak, uh, sometimes weak defensively. So yeah, I'm going to put Ben Chilwell 
in the above expected tier. Player who I do think has also been above expected. Not great, though. I might get some backlash here. I'm going to go Reese James and above expected, 100%. Uh, he's had an upgrade from last year, and it's a big one. I don't know if he's been great, though. Once again, he struggled defensively as well a little bit, but most of the time he's really good attacking and defensively. No, 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 no. He is, in my opinion, as of he's the highest in great so far for me. He is arguably, if not not even arguably, our best attacking was our best attacking player. He's turning. You could you could argue, obviously, probably not, but you could say that he's close, if not on par with. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold's ability of going forward and whipping balls into the box. And, I mean, saying he's an above-expected is a disgrace because he's he's been probably our best attacking player going forward. I mentioned that. And then defensively, yes, he, I'd say towards the beginning of the season, he would played a bit shaky defensively. But, I mean, before the injury, he was going on a great run of games where he, he was going up the field, getting a ball and then coming back and locking down who was ever on that side of the field. And I mean, sure, he probably made a few mistakes, let a few people pass them. But I mean, that's going to happen with any fullback, especially when you're playing against some top wing, top wingers in the world. But I mean, he is the highest in grade so far, arguably the highest in grade out of everyone on the team. And I mean, I can't believe you put him in above expected. That's terrible. I tend to agree with you, Peter. I think this... You know, Reese James has been solid this season. When you're looking at these rankings, right, we're not just talking about the past like two weeks or so. We're looking at the beginning of the season till now and we're averaging it out to a tier. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go Reese James has been great. He's he has been great in my opinion. Um, and he's definitely been one of the most solid player of the uh of the of the season so far. Um so yeah, for me, Reese James, like Peter said. Um, at the top so far of the players that we've named. Not changing it now. That's all I have to say. So, okay, Peter. Cesar Azbilicueta, he's played average, uh, if not below expectations. Uh, of recently, he has not been good at all. But he's had some good games in there, so I'm going to go average. Yeah, I mean, yes, and kind of like what I said for Rudiger. He obviously lost his spot to Reese James, so he hasn't played as much as he... Uh, has in in other seasons. He played more towards the beginning of the season. He p- played average. <laughs> I mean, that's a perfect year for him. Didn't do anything special. Didn't do anything completely bad. I think just average is perfect for him. If we did this, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, I would definitely put him in average, no hesitation. Recently, he's been a little bit below expectations, but still... The captain, he's going to go on average. Um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. All right, uh, next players. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna knock it out two and one right now. We're gonna go Emerson and Jorginho. I would say I would say actually, yeah, I'll, I'll knock two with one, but it's gonna be um, Jorginho would go in above average. I think he's played pretty well of recently, not as much. Pro- no, both of them are average. I know. I'm switching it up a lot here. I'm going to go both of them are average. This is a tough one because I feel like Jorginho especially, he has games where he's above expected or great, but then he he has a lot of games where he's just completely awful. And I mean, Emerson, I think it's good to put him on average. He filled in a couple games for when Buncha Willers injured, came on as a sub a couple times, played pretty average, but I mean... Jorginho, I think he's had more awful games than he has great games, so I think I'm going to put him at below expectations because I feel, especially, I mean, he's oh, he does have the most missed penalties in a season since a, a long time ago, and I mean, it might not even be of all time in a season. The season is already like not even basically halfway through, and I mean... He's sometimes he has games where he makes some amazing passes, but then some games he has where he's just lost. And I think below expectations, because if I'm averaging it out, he's had more bad than good. For me, I'm going to go Emerson's an interesting one for me. I I would kind of thinking between average and above expected, actually, but I'm going to go average. Um, You know, he's actually been decent, which is something I haven't said about him in the past. 
And Jorginho, I disagree with uh, you guys about it. I think he's been below expectations. I'm not sure what Peter said. Um, I know Josh was saying he was average, but, um, you know, I think Jorginho has been disappointing. I've been hoping that he could be a little bit more involved in the midfield and positively involved, and I just think he hasn't been this season. So I'm going to put him in below expectations and then obviously uh, average for Emerson. All right, next two, we're going to go N'Golo Conte and Christian Pulisic. N'Golo Conte, once again, I think so far, another great year. Um, I hope no one debates me on that. And then Christian Pulisic, I'm going to put in average. Uh, the injuries have really been struggling with him, so I can't put him anything in above average or great. Christian Pulisic, very tough one. Because injuries, like you, like you said, injuries have basically... I wouldn't say ruined his the start of the season, but they've basically put him like they they they've made it tough for him to bounce back. And when he's played, specifically the past two games, he's looked very good. He looked very dangerous. He looks like he got his his step back. I think he needs to be more clinical when he gets the ball in the attacking areas. He sometimes tries to make pass someone to use or try to dribble by when he should just shoot. But I mean. I think, yeah, I think average is good because when he's played, he's been pretty good, or I'd say above expected, but the injuries have kind of messed up his season. Then moving on to Conte, I want to say great, but I mean, recently he's been playing, I don't know how to, he's been playing kind of sloppy, kind of off. He looks like he's kind of not himself. So if for great, I, if I want to say great, because obviously Conte is probably one of our most integral pieces, but I mean, Sometimes of past few games or throughout the season, he's had some games we looked not like himself. So I think I'm going to put him in uh, above expected. I want to say great, but I think some bad games that he's had don't let me put him there. So for me and Golo Conte, like Peter said, I think I'm going to put him in above expected. Obviously, coming off that injury um, that really haunted him all last season. I think he's been above how I thought he would return from that. So he's been solid. Like Peter mentioned, the past few games haven't been great. So I'm going to go above expected for him. And for Christian Pulisic, this one is almost um, like not fair to rate because he hasn't played enough and he hasn't played. Um, he hasn't played badly. Also, like the production wise, his stats don't show how well he has been playing. For the past few games, he has been the best player on the field, um, along with probably Mason Mount and some others. But yeah, I'm going to go with um, average for Christian Pulisic. I don't think it's fair to put him anywhere else. Next two is going to be Kovacic and Mason Mount. I think Mason Mount has been playing pretty well. He's going to go in above expected. And I think Mateo Kovacic, because like what we expect from Kovacic is pretty good, right? So it's tough for me to give an uh, um. I would say he's been average. I would say he's been average. For for how I'm grading him of how I expect Kovacic to play, I think he's been average. So above average for Mount, average for Kovacic. So for me here, I'm thinking that Mason Mount for me has been great. So I'm going to put Mason Mount in the great tier. Um, and I think he he's worked hard for Frank Lampard. And I think he's been one of the most consistent players. His stats may not show up, but he's a hard worker. Um, and... Yeah, so for me, he's in great tier. Um, definitely, along with Reese James, probably one of the better players, and Tiago Silva, and everyone else that's in great. But um, yeah, if that for him, for for me, he's in the great tier. And I'm going to put Mateo Kovacic in a, uh, average. I agree with you, Josh. I think there's better that he could be doing um, based on the expectations that we have for him. I totally agree. I'm going to put Kovacic in average so far this season. I agree with both of you guys on Kovacic. I think. Kovacic plays well some games. I don't. I wouldn't say he ever plays. He doesn't ever really play badly. But he, he. Ha, I don't think he's ever really had a great game. He's had some above expected games, but I don't. He's definitely not had any awful games. Maybe some below expectations. So I think, I think average pretty fair. And then Mason Mount, I think, definitely should be in grace. Most games, he's always. In my opinion, one of the at least like one of the top three players on the field. Not he always tries to get into attacking places. He always tries to set people up. I mean, 
He's gotten unlucky the past few free kicks. He hit the post twice with those. He's been really good on corners, obviously, getting a few assists. Uh, I mean, usually, I mean, he... I'd just say he's probably he, he's probably been arguably our best player so far this season. He's played really well, always looking to go forward. And like Alex said, great work rate, always working for Frank Lampard. And I mean, yeah, I think I think he's up there, one of the top people. That's uh, one of the top players so far this season. All right, next two players, we're going to have Callum Hudson-Odoi and Billy Gilmore. Billy Gilmore had a few starts, so I'm just going to say he's been average. Uh, and then Callum Hudson-Odoi, I think he's been above expectations. I think he's played pretty well for when he has played for Chelsea. Uh, he's had a step up with the injuries to Ziyech and uh, Pulisic, so he's had to come in a few more times than expected, and I think he's played above average uh, in those appearances. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm actually going to go above expected for both of them. Yes, Billy Gilmore hasn't spe- uh, spent much time on the pitch, but when he has been there in that Krasnodar game, he was good. Yeah, I'm going to go with above average for him. Um, and also Callum Hudson-Odoi, who's been good coming off the bench um, for us and even starting in the Champions League and stuff. So overall, I really like what I've seen from both of them. I'm not sure about Billy Gilmore. I'm still thinking about that one, but I will go to Hudson-Odoi while I'm thinking about it. I mean, Adore's definitely above expected. He's played, hasn't gotten that many starts, which I didn't like to see, especially towards the beginning of the season. Frank Lampard didn't really favor him at all. But I mean, when he's played, especially recently, he's done really well getting on the score sheet a couple times, looking dangerous, looking like probably our most dangerous player on the field. So I think he's good above expected. It's good for him. And then Billy Gilmore, I think I'm going to put him average just because we haven't, we've haven't seen him enough for me to say that he's been above expected. He's played well. I definitely say that, but I think he hasn't played enough for me to say that he was above his expectations. All right. Next two, um, we're going to have Kai Havertz. Um, and Tino Andrian. So Andrian, uh, he played pretty well in his first game, but I have to say average. He's played in one game. He had the one appearance. Um, and then for Kai Havertz, he's been below average for what he's getting paid, 100%. I agree. I think Kai Havertz is below expectations. I mean, for what we... I mean, he's... I don't... I wouldn't say I expected him to show up and play like he played at Leverkusen like he did at Chelsea, but I mean, when he's played, he hasn't really looked that good. But at least he's young. He has room to develop. I mean, hopefully this weekend he plays and gets some of his confidence back against a not good of a team. But I mean, yeah, so far this season, he hasn't looked that good. He's looked below expectations. I mean, you could even make a case that... You could make a case that he actually could be an awful based on if you thought that he was going to come in. But I mean, for me, I didn't think he was going to play that well, but he definitely hasn't played up to his expectations. And then Andrian, I could argue either way between average and above average, but honestly, I think I might go above average for this one just because going into the season, I didn't think he was going to get a start at all. But I mean, he played in the Champions League. He played, I'd say he played, he was probably the either the best or the second best player on the field when he played in that game. I mean, I guess I get, it was against Krasnodar, so I mean, it's not the greatest competition, but I mean, I'd say it's above expected because I don't think I expected him to get a start. And definitely if he started, I would not have expected him to play that well. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to go average for Andrian. I think he w- he was good in the game he played, but again, one game, you can't put him anywhere other than average. Kai Havertz has been poor, below expectations. Um, yeah, I mean, he-, he hasn't been as good as I hoped he would be. We need to give him time. I always repeat that because why not? Um, and, you know, I'm a Chelsea fan, so I want to give the, the young kid some time. Um, and hopefully... He does better in the future. But yeah, for me right now, he's below expectations. Moving on to the forwards now. Here we go. Tammy Abraham and Timo Werner. I'm going to have Tammy Abraham above expected. I think he's played good this season. And then Timo Werner, average, maybe below expected, probably below expected for how much we're paying him too. So I'm going to go below expected for Werner and above expected for Tammy Abraham. 
Tammy Abraham, I definitely agree that he is above average, above expected, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I didn't think he was going to get that many sets at all with Timo Werner coming in, but I mean, obviously with the winger injuries, Werner playing out wide, he got way more than I thought. I thought he was behind Giroud, but I mean, when he's played, he's played really well. And I think, I think, yeah, going into the season, I didn't expect much out of him. But I mean, when he's played, he's played pretty well. Some games he looked like he couldn't, uh, he wasn't that good. He looked kind of lost, didn't do that much going forward. But I mean, he, a few games he played extremely, extremely well. And I think uh, uh, above expected is good for him there. But then Werner, on the other hand, that's that's a really, really tough one. Because at the beginning of the season, he was playing extremely, extremely well. But then I mean, what is it now? It's, I think it's twelve games now. Twelve game, twelve game goal scoring drought. I don't think I want to put him in average, but I think he's played so badly as a late that I mean, it's. I think it just has to be below expectations. I want to say he can, he would be an average, especially because of how well he played towards the beginning of the season. But I think all the bad performances just add up and make him go into below, uh, below expectations. So for me, Abraham has been above expected. I didn't, like Peter said, I haven't expected him to be doing anything super great this season, but he's had more game time and he's been playing well. Um, so I'm going to put him there. Um, and for Timo Werner, there, it's really a story of two halves. The first half of the, uh, you know, the first half of this midseason, the first quarter of the season, let's say, um, he was playing, I would say, above expected. And recently he's been playing below expectations, closer, even almost awful. So I'm going to give it in the middle. I'm going to put him in average for me. I think Werner has not been terrible. in the be- He was good in the beginning, bad now. He's average. All right, final two. Here we go. It's going to be Olivier Giroud and Akeem Ziyech. I would say with Olivier Giroud, he's played great um, this season so far. And then for Hakeem Ziyech, I think he's played average in the time that he's uh, been playing for Chelsea. Maybe a little above expected, but I would say from what we did expect, he's been average. For me, totally agree. I'd say Giroud's in great. I think it's either Giroud, Reese James, or Mason Mount as probably the best player so far this season. I think he's kind of similar to Tammy Abraham, where with Werner coming in, I didn't expect him to get that many games or really play at all but i mean when he's played he's been he's been our only off he's been our only goal scorer and the only person that can actually consistently score goals and i mean yeah he's just played great but hakeem ziyech is another one because i'm gonna say above expected because i mean he played really 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 well at the beginning of the season then obviously he picked up an injury which kind of derailed the the momentum he was riding and I mean obviously came back didn't really do much but I mean you can't really expect someone in their first game back to really perform as well as they were performing when they've you know, when they were fit when they've been playing for a while so yeah I think above above expected is a good place for uh, Hakim Ziyech but I think I think if he didn't get injured I think he'd be up there towards the top of grade but Obviously, he did, so I think I put him in above expected. I'm going to put Ziyech in above expected, and the time he has played, obviously, was injured for quite a while and, you know, was injured again for a little bit. He's been above expected for me. Um, he's been, you know, doing well and definitely above my expectations. Giroud has been great, and I think that's just an easy one. Giroud's been great scoring like crazy. He's been solid up front, you know, when a lot of our other strikers were off form, when Abraham was a little bit off form. When Werner is, you know, still off form, he's been really important for us getting some important goals that have kept us in games. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to put him in great. And obviously with the news that he's staying um, after January, so that's good again. And he has been a great player for this club this season. All right, here we go. We're going through it right now. Final time. Uh, you'll hear it again at the end of the season where we'll go through our end of season uh, player grades and then we can compare what's going on. It's going to be Peter and Alex have reached James and great Peter with Mendy and great. I feel like we all said Mendy was great. Oh, okay. No, we didn't. Josh and Josh, we all, all three of us said Tiago Silva has been great. Uh, Peter and I said Zuma is in great. 
I said Conte is in great. Alex and Peterson Mount is in great. All three of us said Giroud is in great. Above expected, Alex and Peter with Conte. Uh, Alex and I with Mendy. Alex with Zuma. All three of us with Chilwell. Me with Reese James. Woo. Wonderful. Okay. Josh with Mason Mount. All three of us with CHO. Calm Hudson Adoy. Alex with Billy Gilmore. All three of us with Tammy Abraham. Alex and Peter with Ziesch. Down to average. All three of us with Rudiger. Just me with Christensen. All three of us with Tamori. All three of us with Asby. All three of us with Emerson. Wow, this is the most we've agreed in the whole list. Um, both of us, Alex and I with Jorginho. Three of us with Polisic. Three of us with Kovacic. Three of us with Gilmore. Three of us with Tino Andrin. Alex with Werner. Myself with Ziesch. Now below expected, Alex with Caballero. Uh, Peter and I with Alonso. Alex with Christensen. Alex and Peter with Jorginho. All three of us with Havertz. And Peter and I went Werner in below expected. Awful. Peter and I went Caballero. All three of us went Keppa. Alex went Alonso. And Peter went Christensen. We will have an episode later this week to preview Chelsea's game this weekend in the FA Cup. Go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Alex will give you game updates and tweets about all our new episodes on there. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe. Drop a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you wherever you are able to share with one friend, share with friends and family. Be sure to share on your social media. If you're going to do it on Twitter, be sure to tag us at Talking Blues Pod so we know you did so. We'd really appreciate it. Also on social media, go follow us at Talking or the Giant Take uh, Pod on Twitter, the Giant Take on Instagram and Facebook. We really hope that you keep listening to us. Thank you so much for all the listeners. We wouldn't be doing it without you. Happy New Year to everyone! And um, yeah, that's going to be it for this episode of Talking Blues, episode number twenty-nine. To be specific, we'll be back with episode number thirty later this week. See you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.